Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minutes, the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can find me on social media at NoClutchNate. I am Peter, and you can find me at Rebels Rebels Pod on Twitter or listen to some music at SoreThumbBand.com. Cool. Awesome. Today, we're talking about Minute 153 of Dawn of Justice. We're just going to start with the uh, formation of the Trinity known as Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman. And then the minute's going to end with uh, Wonder Woman rising from the aftermath of another Doomsday solar flare. Good on you. Um, This minute uh, encompasses what what I believe is like Every comic book film has like a splash page. Nate and I think we talked about it like a long time ago earlier on this podcast, or we might have been seeing a movie. Um, but like Civil War's airport scene with the two teams fighting each other is like its splash page. Like that oh, yeah, that totally. one page in the comic book that is that is the yeah. almost like you want it to be the cover or the swan. Yeah shot of the the Even entire Avengers movie. Avengers Ultron had it in like the beginning there when they were fighting in like a yeah. forest. Yeah. It showed like all of them on a roster. Yeah. That yeah. is yeah, very splash page type shot. Suicide um, Squad does it have one? When they're in the streets? Yeah. No, I think it's No, when they're walking in the, in the streets? Street, yeah. I was thinking more of like when they're in that office. Uh-huh. Like that Dunder Mifflin looking office. No, it's when like they're all walking in the street and then Boomerang comes back and joins them because he dips out. And, yeah, like, and like and Harley like slow motion yeah. puts the bat on her arm. Is that what yeah. you're thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Boomerang's walking and like he's drinking and he throws his can away and then joins up hmm. with them. Yeah, that could be it. I'm trying to think of other ones. I think uh, Wonder Woman is definitely the no man's land. Like the shield. I don't know. I feel like it's a shield part. Taking on the machine gun fire. Or is it the tank? Oh, lifting the tank? Yeah. That could be it, too. Maybe it's not an action part. Meteor Man has that one where he's standing, being Meteor Man. Who is Meteor Man? (laughs) Isn't that like the Marlon Wayans superhero movie from back in the day? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it's so bad. Um, for some reason, I was thinking of Star Kid, and I was like, "This is not." I'm not thinking about the same movie right now. I literally thought of, of uh, Star Kid for some reason. Um, but yeah, I I don't know what Man of Steel's would be, but um, there's definitely those splash page moments, and this one is, I like, I don't know, I don't know what else really uh, counters for this, uh, but I, I do believe this is the splash page of what this. What would film. Man of Steel's be? Either maybe his fist on the ground. I was thinking it's like that open establishing shot in the desert where it's just him and Lois. Lane. Oh yeah, him and Lois. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Could it be like so- him in a cornfield or something? Like I feel like um, they were taking a different direction with that. Like it's less actiony. It's more like relationship built. It's like this is the sensitive Man of Steel. Yes, they. That kind of was it. Well, they did have that cornfield one. Yeah, that where he saves her from the escape pod. So there was that. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, there's just a lot of good moments. Uh, Justice League would be the one where it's like at the very end in the, behind oh, the Justice gosh. League where they're like standing. Oh, sorry, I was yawning on my fr- own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, behind the at the very end of Justice League. Yeah, that part looked cool. Um, but yeah, this is definitely that that moment, and it just looks so cool. It's like, but you know, 
this does bring that question out. Yesterday you brought up, uh, we talked about Batman and kind of like his killing history um, in yesterday's episode, but we didn't really talk about like his gun, his use of guns. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it, um, is it a question of what type of gun it is or is it a question about that kind of, uh, like if it has a bullet in it or not or something like that? Like what is the part of the gun that, that is it just the whole concept of killing or is it, because I feel like Batman, you know, with the use of grappling guns and like um, tracking rifles and stuff like that, it's okay to use a rifle, a yeah. gun, but yeah. not like to actually kill someone. Yeah, I guess. Right. He always says even like... Like even... this kryptonite has the ability to kill someone. Yeah. See, I feel but... the other way, actually. I feel like people would have had less issue if it didn't look like a real gun. Because I think, I think Batman, through the history probably like Michael Keaton's Batman probably killed people, but like his guns didn't look like, you know, a pistol or like a rifle. Like it was like some weird bat contraption that shot a projectile. But so if it looked weirder, like not like a real gun, it would be, yeah. it would be more acceptable. Yeah. I think the takeaway, like people were like coming with it, like Zack Snyder was almost trying to be like, this isn't your mama's Batman. I don't know if that's actually what he was trying to say, but I think that's like the message that people got from that. No, my mom does not like Batman. No, so. mine neither. <laughs> so we're both in that camp. Yeah. I don't even know if my dad likes Batman. Yeah, he probably <laughs> does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it just, it it be, it is the splash page of the film, but it does involve Batman holding a gun, which usually, it did bring up some, some controversy, I think, within fans, but um, I think its purpose is the, is, is what should be questioned. Like, what is it being used for? Now it does have a kryptonite grenade, so that kills Kryptonian. So, like, at that point, you go, okay, well, why? It's a gun, and it kills people. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, in comic books, it's always a, it's always controversial within the whole league when they have to resort to kryptonite being even used. Like, yeah. they're like, why do you have this? Like, what are mm. you doing with this? And they're like, you know what? Maybe mind your own business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it just, you know, it is Batman going to the last resort. Uh, you know his 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 tool belt. So I like in the comics, um, like the Injustice series, did this really well. Where you know Batman's kind of still doesn't trust anyone in the Justice League, and so when stuff goes down, he has like a backup plan to take down every one of his allies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's like kind of an interesting flaw in his character. Like no matter how close he gets to these people, he can't. Yeah, he de- he's definitely a flawed character for mm-hmm. sure. Like that's like his whole thing. He's just this weird guy who probably belongs in Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much this would actually protect you in real life, but so Doomsday has kind of had enough with um, what's going on here. And so after being hit by both Wonder Woman and then immediately after Superman into the fuel cells, um, he lets off this time the biggest solar flare that we've seen so far um, and just completely like, it erases entire buildings, but it doesn't erase this block <laughs> that's protecting Batman. Um, it is somewhat questionable, but it, at the same time, it's like, I feel like Batman should have probably had a better escape out. Yeah. But maybe, I don't know. Maybe no, I think he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing, man. He's finding, he's running and finding cover. Hey, paid attention he's, during the earthquake drills at school. Yeah. <laughs> Look at, like, there's a... He's, he's, he's responding to the... Uh, to the actual thing, like, what is he? What, what do you expect him to do? 
I don't know, maybe just grapple backwards or something. But grapple backwards, <laughs> like I, I just behind him. I could have done without this whole thing, honestly. <laughs> like I, I, I was kind of confused when you explained that he's absorbing the energy and letting it go. But I could, I could have done without like the tentacle explosions. It's well, it's like a. I think of it as like it's an area of effect kind of attack. So it's like you kind of give got to give him something. Well, I guess you gave him the napalm vision, but. Mm-hmm. You know this uh, explosion, like this solar flare thing. I don't know. I I find it very interesting. It's a weird. It's a weird decision because it's not linear, but um, it's kind of something we've never seen before. And it gives us this great shot that is, you know, Superman and Wonder Woman like defending themselves from the same thing. Yeah. And you get the silhouettes of that. You see cars. You see buildings. Like all this debris is just being thrown around um, and obliterated. And I really love that. It's a really cool shot. Um, so I, you know, it kind of helps give us moments like that where we get to see something like that. And it's just really cool visuals. It's good that, um, you see one room has got her shield, but then Cal's just like blocking it just with his hands. Like, he's, yeah. oh, I just don't want dust to get in my eyes. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so strong that he's worry just about. using his hands yeah. to defend himself. Yeah. And I like, like that, um, Wonder Woman's shield makes a sound. Have you noticed that? Anytime mm-hmm. Wonder Woman's like blocking something or does that like, whatever sound that is it like vibrates or something yeah no there's something about that it's like they thought this wonder woman out like all this all this weaponry that she has and it's like you can tell that it has like magical components to it something that we haven't really seen in superhero movies which they start to introduce magic and and stuff like that um and so like that like kind of hephaestus weaponry is like cool to see actually being used like it's not just a sword and shield it's like yeah it's a magical artifact and it's like damn that's really cool like it does something yeah mm. i'm about that cuz i think she doesn't i think she pushes with it at some point in this i have to when we go further through the minutes I, she pushes people in the one room movie with that thing she shield bashes people <laughs> yeah, right but and left I, i'm pretty sure it's used to, it can uh, actually redirect energy as well but i we'd have to look a little further does she ever throw her shield like Captain America? Yeah, like I'm wondering if there's like a trademark that Marvel has on like throwing a shield like a Frisbee. She threw it in Injustice. Yeah. Yeah, she does do it in Injustice. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, because that was her just ranged, uh, yeah. linear, but then her rope was the high one. Damn. Welcome back to Injustice Minute. Always, <laughs> always Injustice Minute. Yeah. I've never played that game, but I am obsessed with watching videos of it on YouTube. I don't know oh, what yeah. it is. I love, especially the reveal trailers. Mm-hmm. I've never played a minute, but I've watched every one of those videos. It's just, it's really fun. It's, uh, I don't know. Like I, I still watch tournaments and stuff. Like I don't do a lot of watching people do let's plays and stuff, but yeah, I will neither. watch tournaments of injustice and just see some of the favorite people that I follow, like just do these crazy things with these superheroes. And it's like, yeah, th- this, this is a this is like storytelling mm-hmm. in like the weirdest way. Um, well, it's good it's, to see other people's fighting styles and how they yeah make yeah. the character. I just had like a little light bulb go off because you were, you asked me about my my relationship with these movies and I was kind of trying to pinpoint like, you know, I like that Zack Snyder has a vision, but sometimes it's not for me and I don't know what I'm grappling with. And I think it's kind of that like I think one of the reasons I like watching these injustice videos is. There's just an innate thing, like maybe it goes back to when I was playing with action figures, where it's like, oh my god, Wonder Woman's fighting Swamp Thing. Like, it's just like smashing two toys together that I really like. 
but mm-hmm. and I feel like Zack Snyder sometimes does that in his movies, which you know I like, but I I shouldn't make a movie about it because that's I don't think it's a very compelling story. Um, I mean, it happens in a lot of comic book movies. I, yeah, and I, mean, I, I think I don't like that part of those comic book movies too. You're right, though. I don't think it's, yeah. a, it's a unique Zack Snyder thing. Um, it, all, it depends. I mean, I was just watching Logan. You know, a lot of that is that when it comes to action, right? See, I didn't think about that with that movie. I didn't think like yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't movie. see that in I will, that movie. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, again, the uh, Iron Man Hulk fight is just one of those things where it's just like two big action figures just slamming against yeah, each other. Yeah, that's a perfect yeah. example of it. In like the most st- stupid setting <laughs> I could ever think yeah. of. And I think, I think, uh, I think you know, Civil War has been debated a lot in this in this podcast. And I think there are parts of that that gets to that. But they did a good job of putting an emotional through line in that movie. Yeah. Which kind of protects it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the exception, not the rule. I think a lot of times with these superhero movies when it's just like, let's get this person to fight this person. Like, you need more to a story than that. Yeah. I feel that's, like... But when it comes to YouTube videos, film, I like it. Yeah. In yeah. this film, I feel like there's enough connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like just like two hours of this movie was that, you know, the, the, the kind of value, like the emotional input that we're getting so that when we get to this fight, it, it means something. I feel, I feel it with this film. Um, there's a civil war where you just had a couple clips of Baron Zemo, horrible Baron Zemo. Uh, I like that Baron Zemo. You like that guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just like Lex Luthor in this film. Yeah. Not the same. Like they're, great they're, actor. They're both great to, character in the books. Terrible depiction in the movie. I guess that just comes down to preference. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he seemed like that. I love I that actor. I don't mean by to be, way. yeah. I don't mean to be generalizing, but that seemed to be like someone took it. Okay. How do we get Iron Man and Captain America to fight? Well, I guess there's got to be a third party to piss him off in some way. I think, I think the decision with um, Mandarin was, was weird. I I, I kind of disagree. With, you like that? I yeah. kind of disagree with that See, one. I I, 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 like I like Baron Zemo, but I don't like Mandarin, fake Mandarin. I love how it just like turned turned everything on its head, um, especially from that director. Like, didn't he do Kiss Kiss Bang Bang too? <laughs> like, it it kind of felt like one of those movies. Like, it almost wasn't a superhero movie. It's just like a weird like like indie. It was <laughs> like, a filler. There are filler episodes, you know, like um. Someone was saying it the other day. It was like, Marvel is starting to have like filler movies. Like, and I think you could skip Iron Man. Like, if you want like what would be known as like the Marvel uh, Infinity War like storyline, storyline. Yeah. Like, you could skip some Marvel movies nowadays. I mean, it's the same thing with comic books and like the tie-ins that you don't need. I guess. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you don't have to see Ant Man to to find out he's in Civil War. He just gets picked up by uh, Falcon just randomly, like. I felt like I know a guy and just brings him in. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to watch the movie to know him. Yeah. See, I agree with you, but I like those. I, th- I think some of them are pulled off better than others, but I, th- I think the comic book analogy is perfect because, you know, there's the through lines, there's the big comic events where one leads to another leads to another, but then there's like the one-off ones where like vision is just like having a family and like, <laughs> like living in a house. And like, if that's done well, those, co- those comics are awesome. And I yeah, think, you know, I told you, 
I loved Iron Man three. I think it was a great movie, but it was it is standalone from anything else. Iron Man two was bad, so I think it just depends on execution. Hmm. See, and I've been trying to get these people to read the visions for a good oh, the, two months. They're now, so great. It's just you got to realize the novelty of it. It's fantastic. It's just him mm-hmm. living a normal life. It's just sitcom with with the vision, like uh, yeah, yeah. Like not everything needs to have stakes. The world doesn't always have to be in danger. Like sometimes, yeah. like you just gotta. Figure out how you're picking up the kids from school. Yeah. That sometimes happens with the CW shows, right? Aren't they sometimes just like, hey, it's just a a good drama episode like TV? Drama would definitely be the thing, but it's like that high school drama where it's like, I love you. Well, Mm -hmm. I love you, but you stood me up at prom. I don't know what superhero (laughs) show that is. You're going to have to think that's a common trope. I think you're talking about the OC. Oh, yeah. Okay, my bad. <laughs> That's not a superhero show. <laughs> Are you sure? It, it is great. Be. Oh, he's in a superhero show now. I don't know who that is. So Gary plays Jim Gordon in OC. Oh, wait, in Gotham? There is a oh. Spider-Man scene in the OC where he kisses Sp- kisses someone upside down. Like oh, the upside down kiss. Yeah. Great episode. Great episode. <laughs> Welcome to the OC cast. Yeah. <laughs> I've taken over your show. <laughs> um let's see so oh nate we get uh we get some more fallen angels in this minute so as the shockwave the solar flares is destroying everything in this gotham port um except the trinity uh and not even lois lane gets hurt by it but she does dodge um man she'd be getting hit with rocks left and right yeah (laughs) it's gotta be a terrifying situation but yeah are those not oh are those angels oh the relief statues or whatever yeah no, go back. That's a look at the feather pattern. Oh, they're mermaids. Yeah, they're mermaids. They're in like a oh um, wow. They're in like a wet pool of a mausoleum or yeah, it looks something. like a Greek pool from like yeah. God of War or something. Yeah. yeah, I'm not familiar with this concept. What's the, what's the fallen angels? Um, the uh, there's this whole theme about fallen angels throughout this movie. Um, We're just falling, falling. Yeah, everything everything is really coming down in this movie. Everything is just falling itself. Hmm. Um, and angels are one of them. But you well. said, uh, was it Monday? You said, oh, this Batman's protected by his fallen angel, which guardian one, angel. Oh, oh, Doomsday was a fallen angel. Oh, Doomsday when he was, was Doomsday when he was, was falling. Fallen yeah, angel. when he was yeah. falling from the this from space. That was I last said that week. last week. Yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> I really wish that um, they kind of made it in a way that um, as Bruce was looking up at Diana uh, in yesterday's minute, it should have mimicked something similar to how Steve looked up to her. Um, you're going to have to rewind me a bit. Where are we? Where are we? What? With what What Batman scene? When Diana saves him and he like looks up at her after, after she oh. releases her gauntlets or whatever. Huh. It would have been cool. That's just me in my head thinking like, hey, I wanted to see something similar shot for shot. But, but you want to see, because you, you're also pro Batman Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure. And I don't know if I am. <laughs> well, Peter, are you, are, you, are you pro, what is it, Wonder Bats? Is that what it is? <sighs> I had never thought of that before. Um, No, because I think Diana deserves to be treated better than bruce can treat her i like that answer i'll go with that one all right you can say um that's all i got for this one really we get the cool uh ends with her well yeah that awesome shot of both superman and wonder woman taking on the the brunt of that force and like 
the shield all like red and like lit up like does the shield store energy too can she like take her sword and like hit it and just like pew, like blast it out or like hit it with i don't know yeah hit it with like a gauntlet or something like that i don't know she gets a different she doesn't keep this shield um in the next film she gets a totally different one i think hmm. i have to double check that one but she has a different shield in each movie so I'm sure just Hephaestus just keeps working on it. He's like, here, I got you a new one. It's a lot better. Take this. Yeah. Um, and I think her, her outfit actually changes too in Justice League, but I'd have to re- rewatch it to, to double check. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for this one. You guys have anything else for this one? So I actually, since I know there's like a lot of CGI punching in this, I, I we do a little segment on our podcast. I wanted to see if I could introduce it, see if you guys were fine with it. But have you talked about the Doomsday origin story? We touched on it a little bit, but uh, not as in depth as... Uh, are we talking about like death of Superman, like where he, his first appearance? Or are we talking about like... When no, like where he came from, did- like his history. Go... So, I'll just let you go for it. <laughs> yeah, no. So on Rebels, Rebels, we uh, do we always do these deep dives because the idea is we want to we look at the Rebels episodes, but then it's a platform for us to explore like the history of the of Star Wars, kind of like hardcore history. If you ever heard that podcast, um, mm-hmm. so I wanted it would be real quick. Let's let's do a little deep dive into Doomsday's origin, if that's cool. Yeah, go for it. So I mean, this is a little harder because Star Wars. For those of you who don't know. Lucasfilm and Disney kind of erased all the EU and have one unified EU. So there's kind of a source of truth. There's no source of truth in the <laughs> comics, as you probably know. So, um, from a certain point of view, <laughs> yes. So take a little bit of this grain, grain of salt. This is kind of the most popular origin story, but there's a lot of different origin stories, different comics. But Doomsday is actually Kryptonian. Thousands of years before the Kryptonians came to populate Krypton, the planet was akin to what you would imagine as hell. So it was, had an extremely deadly climate and natural prey that made the planet almost unlivable. Um, but there was an ancient and primitive race of beings that just started to sprout up, including a baby we now know as Doomsday, um, which I bet was just cute as hell. Was he named? His name was Doomsday? Doomsday I, the baby. Yeah. I don't think he had an official name, a God-given name, but the, this baby would become doomsday um until an alien scientist named burton wanted to see if he can create the ultimate being so he found this baby and exposed the baby baby to the natural prey and elements therefore killing it um and so what burton did was he reanimated this dead baby sorry it's very good it's very dark um and reanimated and he came back to life but like still had all of his memories so he knew how to fight off whatever killed him last time and he was more resilient to fend off whatever killed him so he would just die from something be reanimated and then not die from that thing ever again and keep doing that over and over and over and over until doomsday was practically unkillable but the process had embedded the agony of death into his dna so doomsday had little thought for anything other than hatred of living things so he went on a rampage killed his creator and pretty much thousands of beings across the galaxy until 1992 when he is the only character to canonically kill Superman. (laughs) So that's my little deep dive. (laughs) His, uh, his origin or lack, 
thereof in New Fifty Two was just like a virus or something. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was a little different. There was um, like as a result of Doomsday, there was like he carried a virus. Oh, and, uh, like some sort of cancer. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and uh, it it made like the New Fifty Two Doomsday. Like he still exists. Like Doomsday actually exists, but like that like arc was Superman infected with the Doomsday virus. Hmm. So he like. I'm trying to think, like, is this the only alternate origin? Is just this, like, oh, Lex Luthor took General Zod's body and, like, reanimated him? There's a couple. There's I saw there was one on, like, Smallville where he was actually a person, and I don't know how mm-hmm. he turned into Doomsday, but he could, like, turn back and forth from a person to a Doomsday. <laughs> um, that would, that's, that's news to me. I don't know. Yeah. Smallville. I knew he was in it, but I didn't, I don't know. I didn't watch it. I just read about that. Um well, the reason I thought this was interesting was because it, this story, which is kind of like fills in the gaps before Death of Superman, makes me actually like this Doomsday a little bit more because I think Zack Snyder did really kind of dig into where Doomsday came from. And I don't think they could have had that origin story specifically for this. But I think that goes into like the, oh, an ancient Kryptonian, what do they call them? Like... Deformity. My, uh, deformities yeah um yeah. like i feel like that's kind of like if you looked into what the history in the Zack snyder verse of the ancient deformities are i bet you it's very close to what this is so it's kind of a smart way to kind of yada yada that actual origin story and bring it out so that this doomsday that superman and batman are fighting right now isn't technically the same baby doomsday from that universe but you know kind of like Built on what that scientist learned, mm-hmm. yeah, they, like the same the yeah. same testing. And you can fill in mm-hmm. the gaps that like the it's Kryptonians, the recipe. Yeah. yeah, the Kryptonians like outlawed that, but the recipe was already there, and Lex Luthor yeah, kind of yeah. un- like found that recipe, yeah. which I think yeah. is kind of cool actually. Yeah, Kryptonian and I mean it was like up. all over the uh, all over the scout ship. There's a Kryptonian scripture, you yeah, know, and the warnings and everything like that. Tell you not to do it. Beware Bertrand's <laughs> curse and whatnot. Yeah, so. So, Kryptonians yeah. know. <laughs> they, they know. It's just tattooed all over their uh, infrastructure. And we see it. We see the we see the mutation and the and the evolving from this creature as it gets hurt and like nuked and all these kinds of things are done to this creature and it just like it shows like in real time it developing these safety mechanisms for it. So it just it can just live on more and more and uh, that's why I think towards the end of this film that this creature isn't really dead. It's just like hibernating in a weird way. Like they didn't really kill this thing. Cause I don't think you really can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Canonically, yeah. that's one of the things about doomsday is he can never be killed by the same thing twice. Yeah. So, you know, you can kind of subdue him and you he'll be down for a zone. while. Yeah. Yeah. But he'll, he'll always come back and you have to figure out a new way to kill him. Yeah. Hmm. Just throw him back in the phantom zone. Just throw him in there. It's just yeah. a constant thing. They always just throw him back in the Phantom Zone. Like, okay, you just gotta go back in the Phantom Zone. <laughs> like, a, gotta like go a, back in the Phantom Zone. It's like not even drunk. Doomsday that like gets out. It's someone else getting out of the Phantom Zone. That Doomsday just like, oh shit, here's a door. Like, I'm about, I'm out, guys. I'm <laughs> coming out. Like, that's what that is. It's every every dang time. I love it. Even in the yeah. beginning of the New Fifty Two with the Superman Wonder Woman storyline, there was like Zod came out with Feora and they got out of the Phantom Zone. And hey, guess who slipped out too? 
<laughs> and no one knows. He's just like, it's like oh, by it. the way, Doomsday got out again. And I think that was when he got out and then went into space and got all virusy. It sounds shit. like a typical like Aqua Teen Hunger Force alien problem. Like he just got out of Phantom Zone again. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. It's like, <laughs> like we, a Ghostbusters let, thing. We're just going to let this guy like s- keep getting out of this situation yeah. of all people. Um, it's silly. <laughs> cool. And you guys do that deep dive history lesson on Rebels as well. Yeah. Like so we have the expanded universe and everything. Yeah. So we have episodes where we go over each episode of Rebels. We're, we're starting in season one now. But then we have mini episodes where, you know, if you're interested about hearing all the different lightsaber forms for 20 minutes, then we're the podcast for you. <laughs> Cool. Hell yeah. I mean, we're big fans of Star Wars. So yeah, we definitely, that's why we want you on the show to talk some Star Wars, mix it in with some, some DC characters. And nice. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm always down for comics and Star Wars. Cool. And All the right, OC. Guys, gonna, oh. And the OC. And the OC. Oh, my <laughs> God. about the OC. <laughs> cool. Awesome, guys. We're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute, tooledmedia.com, and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. Tell us what you thought about these minutes or any minutes you're catching up on. And uh, leave us a good five-star review on iTunes. And we love reading those out over the podcast, and they really help us get heard by other people throughout iTunes. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.